0: Entrepreneurship, by its very definition, uh, is a interesting new journey, especially when you do it with a co-founder. And I wouldn't do it any other way.
1: We both saw it as a once in a in a lifetime opportunity to actually create something uh, at a at a real uh, unique time.
2: This is Trusada Talks, and I'm your host Shreya Nandi. Is to bring you perspectives, some our own, some from our group of even smarter friends and confidants, to help inform your opinions on how data as the nuclei of digital and tech will reshape the world we live, breathe, and play in. We are ten! It is said that only one in a hundred companies makes it. One in five million becomes a billion-dollar company. And only the special few get to celebrate their 10th anniversary. So I, as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary this month, April 2021, wanted to take it to 11 by giving you the story of our company straight from the founders' collective mounts. You can't even imagine, y'all but it gives me immense pleasure to welcome Trusada co-founders Abhishek Mehta and Richard Morris to this very special episode of Trusada Talks. Richard, Abhi, welcome to what I know is going to be my favorite episode of Trusada Talks. So, let's take it to 11. And you can find the transcript for this episode on trusada.com. That's T-R-E-S-A-T-A dot C. Oh, and, and let's keep listening. April is Triseta's birthday month, and it's not just any birthday. We are celebrating our 10th year of business. So, we could not think of two better people to bring on as guests on Triseta Talks than you, Abby and Richard. So, welcome to Triseta Talks.
0: Thank you so much, Shreya. Thank you, Shreya. It's- great to be here
2: now in more ways than one and yet different because it happened in charlotte north carolina not silicon valley or new york trisada's founding story is the classic american dream version 300 immigrants from entirely different countries cultures and communities confluencing to start something game-changing in america so what were your stories that brought you to the u.s
1: so, I grew up in, uh, in New Zealand uh, and uh, went to engineering school there and got an opportunity to come to graduate school in the US in 1990. Uh, went to university in Philadelphia, and that was the start of my uh, uh, living in the US as, uh, as my home now, and it has been for 31 years.
0: It's so interesting, right? Uh, the similarities in the, in the differences. So, I grew up in India. Like Richard, I grew up in the capital of India, in Delhi. Richard grew up in Auckland. And I came here, another interesting coincidence, in 2000, exactly 10 years after Richard came here. you know, I spent um, my, my founding educational years in India doing economics, statistics, math, and accounting. Came here with a job uh, with a job at the company called Cognizant, and have been in America for 21 years since.
2: Wow, amazing. So you both come here, do your thing, have your careers. Was entrepreneurship always in the cards, especially with a partner in crime? For either, for both? Hobby.
0: Entrepreneurship, by its very definition, uh, is an interesting new journey, especially when you do it with a co-founder. And I wouldn't do it any other way. It was definitely a new experience uh, for me. I had not done, this is my first company in America uh, as an entrepreneurial venture. I had done a couple of small things growing up in India. So that was a new thing, but in a very good way, you know.
2: And where does this partnership begin? I hear there's some irony involved. Richard, your version first.
1: No, well, I think um, we... We first met when we were working at a, at a, at a large company, and um, we worked together then, and, and we kind of looked at it and said, you know, these traditional companies that had been successful in the past, probably every company in every industry in every country in the world would get transformed around data. And the existing technology stack uh, that was there just would not handle the explosion of data volumes, you know, 15 years ago.
0: Yeah, I'll give you the saucier version. I think me interviewing with Richard, and in my very first interview, I was very uh, nervous. I was very uh, also, I was very overawed. Richard had this massive office, and you know, he has—he's always had gray hair. And um, uh, my my references had spoken very highly of him, so I go into the interview. The conversation goes well, and because I like speaking my mind, there was a picture of there was a picture on Richard's desk. Uh, of this beautiful little girl uh, that Richard uh, was, you know, holding on his shoulders. So in true um, fashion of me speaking my mind, as I'm ending my very first meeting with Richard, I had to make a comment that said, how old is your granddaughter? And Richard in his you know, classic Kiwi dry wit said, uh, that's my daughter. And that was our, the end of our first meeting. Um, I was surprised when I was that I had the chance to go talk to Richard again. I don't know, Richard, if you remember me calling Julia, you know, who I've gone to know really well and consider as my own. uh, Me calling Julia your granddaughter. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I do. Um, It still hurts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's quite a start. Now, we all know you two are the perfect yin and yang. Was that always the case? What are the ties that bind when a lot is different on the surface?
1: One of the things that I think we shared, we realized very quickly, is we weren't, both of us weren't people who wanted to just sit in the back of a bus of a large company and trundle down the road for our careers. You know, we wanted to do something, actually make a difference and do something meaningful and have an impact, like a direct impact on that. Um, And so there was a meeting of the minds you saw, I mean, Abhishek, obviously tons of energy and really great person that comes across really immediately very very smart but I think I saw in something a a similar similar view is just let's go make a difference and you know that doesn't happen all the time especially in large companies there is a and neither of us were sitting in the back of the bus and let the let the thing trundle along type of personalities.
0: My first probably 18 months working for Richard I was very scared not in a Fearful way. Richard's a very, very smart individual. And he has this gift, uh, and he was very well known for that in the industry, not just at at the company we work for, to take lots and lots of data and tell a story from it. My last two years working for him and with him were amazing. You know, he made me a partner in the way he thought about uh, building and running things. And we had an incredible meeting of the minds around how to create and foster change by understanding or reading the tea leaves and what's going on in the world, which again became the crux of how we were able to recognize the opportunity with Truseta.
2: Now, I believe that there's also a matchmaker in this story. A surreal yet interesting connection because this matchmaker doesn't even know that they're responsible. Abhi, is this
0: true? I think we we broke our ice on a very interesting project we worked together on with a gentleman Richard met in person. And, you know, in a way, we'll give some credit uh, for that to this individual by the name of Ram Charan. And if you look at Ram, Ram was one of the leading uh, thinkers of our generation around cultures and corporations and building winning corporations. And Rich and I were asked to create a strategic perspective around change at a very large company. And we picked this book called Execution by Ram and Larry Bossidy. And that was my first uh, project that, you know, we had a meeting of the minds on how we thought about really big ticket things. We kind of broke the ice.
2: I've been here less than a year and what has struck me about Triseda is this Underlying comfort we all have when working with each other, almost like it were family. Do you feel the same?
0: I think um, Richard and I have, have become family, uh, especially in the last five years. We have fought, we have fought and celebrated so many moments together that I couldn't have asked for. A, and I I say this with due humility, and I know he he respects me. Uh, equally when I say that, that, you know, he's the older brother I never had. And um, he keeps me honest about the right things in life. When I need perspective, because we do come at things differently, which I think is a very, very cool part about a partnership. But when I need perspective, I call him, you know. Um, And I think it's a very unique thing to share uh, in any relationship.
2: How does someone decide to leave what they have the security, um, the finances, the life, and start something so new.
0: A person I got to know really well at MIT, Sandy Pentland, um, had said a story that um, you was know, very important. I had given a talk in 2010, October, um, called Data Will Launch the Next Industrial Revolution. And when Sandy heard the talk, he says, You are right about this. What are you going to do about it? And I said, What do you mean? You know, I'm in a big company with a fancy title, uh, Managing Director of Big Data. I'm doing something about it. He goes, No, this is a wave like none other. And if you don't do something, you'll be a miserable 50 year old guy. And, but success isn't guaranteed, which doesn't make the journey any worse. That's the, you know, just because you fail, and Sandy was right, the other person who I think deserves a lot of credit for, for Treseda is Sandy Pentland, at least you know, from my perspective, I think Richard will agree. Uh,
1: and I think we both looked at what was going to be the transformative uh, nature of data uh, for business models. And so it was a, we both saw it as a once in a, in a lifetime opportunity to actually create something uh, at, a, at a real um, unique time. Uh, in uh, place and time to be able to, to actually build software to to be able to play part in the transforming business models and we I think I would know, like to get your view I think we saw it, it, it the vision or the view of that uh, was there and, and you know I think very lucky to to have met Avi Shek at that time uh, not only just from a business perspective but a friendship perspective as well and Uh, both have that same clarity of thought and purpose to say, yeah, this doesn't happen very often to get a market opportunity like this, let's go for it.
2: Right. And how you balance this comfort with taking risk, with the ability to manage expectations your loved ones have, is that hard to do? I'm asking because one day I too may need to cross this path
1: it is a big commitment for the family. So you, ha- you have to talk to your family and sit down and say, look, we- we're gonna put everything into this. Financial resources, emotional resources, time. We both have we both had two, two children. And, you know, we are were, we're very lucky that um, we have really supportive families and they've been part of this journey too. And their sacrifices are as much as not more than ours. And um, but you do have to have that honest conversation and say, look, you know, this is our bet. Uh, We feel really confident we're going to deliver on it. And I think they uniquely understand, you know, and when we, you know, when you get to celebrate the successes, um, the families understand the years that go into it. And you know, that's that's something that's special. Um, and really, you just have to have gone on that journey to understand what it is.
0: The conversation with Shweta, uh, my better half, was rather easy because I think Shweta knew that once the mind is made, um, it is probably a journey, as hard as it may be, is probably going to be a lot of fun and very rewarding, to Richard's point, on successes. The secondary conversation with the family was easier simply because it wasn't about how big or successful it would be. It wasn't for me. It was about, you know, the hardest journey of any individual is becoming an entrepreneur, um, but it's probably the most fun as well. And being in different situations with our kids, we had different things to worry about, or our families different things to worry about, and we were able to sit back and and agree that those things were still equally important in our lives the path was going to be entrepreneurial.
2: Incredibly important. Now, as a side note, I have to admit, I love our merch, our swag. It's so cool, edgy, and really funny. Exactly what I look for when I shop, but I must admit, I've always wondered about this Chuck Norris shirt in our office. Is that a limited edition print? I missed.
0: Richard has a very funky collection of T-shirts. I have never asked him who buys it for him. Probably his kids. So this shirt uh, that's framed in the in the office, I think Gail, his better half, was very happy to get out of the house, and Richard probably wore that shirt at least twice a week. I'm looking at it. It's called the Emotions of Chuck Norris. And Richard wore that shirt religiously, you know. I think Gail was tired of him wearing the same shirt. So she just went, took it to, to Michael's, framed it, and, you know, willingly donated that to our, um, our New Zealand room in our office.
2: <laughs> As we bring this special edition to a close, I would like for both of you to share something the world doesn't know about but has been critical to the success of Trusada even if at the time it was going down, it may not have seemed so.
1: I think the most important thing is as you build the team around you and the people you bring in. And um, I, I think, and I, we really pushed on this early, and I think it's made a massive difference, and that's building a diverse team. Uh, and it's, it's something he said, look, we don't want to just hire in you know, middle-aged guys. As engineers, right? And so, what we did is, uh, and Shek pushed this, is building a training platform, and it, it started out fairly humble beginnings, but now is you know a full fledged uh, uh, academy. But that ab- able to really open up uh, the candidate pool for people who are super motivated, very authentic, uh, very smart, but they wanted to get into this space. And that allowed us to really build a different type of company. And when I look back on some of the things you're proud about, I think it's seeing the careers of people um, uh, internally inside Trissated that have come from undergrad with potentially non-traditional backgrounds uh, that are truly homegrown through the culture uh, and deep tech that we've trained on. Um, but also some people that have moved on and gone to top tier graduate schools uh, or things like that. And I think that's something uh, that Avi doesn't get much credit for. But that was a real game changer early in the very early, um, that allowed us to just build a different type of company.
2: Wow. Abi?
0: One of our you know, inflection points was closing a deal with a very, very large bank early in our lifespan. And uh, I remember in the negotiation, we we're at the, the last minute, we have won a competitive deal. There were a 100 odd vendors down to a list of three. We have won the the, uh, the shootout of the three. We've become the, the selected vendor with one of the top three banks in the world. And I'm on the negotiating table. I didn't even tell Richard this until after the deal was done everything's like agreed to shreya but they they throw this twist in which they go well we are buying software product x from you but we also want to try software product y and because software product y is like um a harness on a horse we won't be we're not going to pay you for product x which is what we picked you for till we get product y and you know as i'm gulping down uh, my throat about, this is not fair. This is not reasonable. You bought product X from us. You're paying us a product X. You can't, you know, make a rider on product Y. The analogy that you use on the horse, I twisted the analogy. And I said, actually, I disagree with you uh, because what you're asking for and you've purchased is a cow, not a horse. And the cow is ready to milk now and you to get benefit from milking the cow now. But you also want a harness to ride the cow. It wasn't part of the deal, but that's what you're asking for. So, no, we can't agree to it. I ended the call saying, okay, this this is the smartest moment in the short life of Trisada or the dumbest thing I've done because that was one of the game-changing moments in the company. Having proven as a small company, a not venture-backed company because we never raised venture money, we could close a deal with a large company. We won the deal. As I was having uh, dinner with the gentleman on the other side, he said, look, I've negotiated with many people in my life. That probably was one of the best analogies ever. And we had no choice after you gave the analogy but to agree with your position. So that was one of my most entertaining, nerve-wracking, nervous, on hindsight, comedic moments.
2: Okay, I know we said 10 for 10. 10 questions for 10 years but I'm talking to two Spinal Tap fans here, so we have to take it to 11. And major points to those listening who understood that reference. So let's do it. What can the world expect to see from us for the next 10?
0: I've always said uh, that we have a very unique thing going on at Truseda because the thing that we drew out on a piece of paper whatever reason, I don't know why, but every idea seems to come out on a piece of napkin, and ours was too. What we drew out as our original vision um, is exactly what we have built. To the last dot and the last line on the piece of paper. And this revolution around data as a core asset, as the fuel for the next industrial revolution, uh, is very early still. So the next 10 years will be around seeing the team that Richard references that we've been able to build, the assets we have as a company, our intellectual property, our talent, our training uh, processes, our immaculate list of clients who have proven that our software can dramatically change how they understand data, understand their customers, and monetize intelligence. We have a very unique opportunity to create the the next generation technology company, what it should look like, what should it be driven by, what the ethos of that should be, and what should that, that technology architecture be. I think our vision was very bold. We have quite a unique opportunity to deliver against that and really show the world what does a 21st century technology company look like. I think that's our opportunity.
1: I just put a, a explanation mark at the end of that statement. I think I was exactly <laughs> right. Look, I mean... <laughs> every company in every industry in every country in the world is going to get you know transformed around data and automation uh, and so the, it is a very very unique market opportunity um, but you have to build absolutely exceptional companies to, to do that uh, and that's what we want to do
2: listeners can't see this uh, but I have been smiling this entire time. Um, just hearing about all this, because it really brings, as you said, Richard, an exclamation point in general to um, this episode and what we're going to do in the future. So looking forward to it. Thank you so much.
0: Shreya, it's always a pleasure. And here's to many, many years of working with you, both uh, by taking our voices forward with Trusita Talks, as well as using data to enrich life.
1: Thank you, Shreya. We thoroughly enjoyed this.
2: We hope you enjoyed that very special edition of Treseda Talks. And if you want to hear more from Avi, give our episode Digital Silk Roads a listen. And if you want to hear an episode from Richard, don't hesitate to email us at curious at trusada.com. That's C-U-R-I-O-U-S at trusada.com. And give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. And feel free to subscribe anywhere you listen to us. And we'll talk data to you soon.